It's that time of year again, March 1st through 5th. It's time for the fourth annual Mutiny Radio Comedy Festival. Over 40 comics, 25 shows, five days, all here at Mutiny Radio, 2781 21st Street at Florida Street. 25 shows, five days, amazing comics from all over the United States here in San Francisco to entertain you with 25 differently themed shows hosted by local San Francisco comedians, bringing you comedians from all over the United States here. Everything will be live, live streaming and podcast post. Get your tickets, $10 a show, 25 shows, a million laughs. It's the fourth annual Mutiny Radio Comedy Festival brought to you by Benders, Counter Offer and Subliminal SF. How can you say that? I knew you wouldn't understand. For you, it's all about the rating. Let's go pillage, you say. But we never spent any time working on building our clan. Oh, come on. We need to build a good amount of gold before we can think about putting a down payment on that clan hall. That's all. Apply now for the Mutiny Radio Comedy Festival 2019. Applications open until November 30th for 25 shows in five days. 40 comics chosen March 1st through 5th, 2019 for the Mutiny Radio Comedy Festival. It's our fourth annual, and we hope you apply from whatever part of the nation or international comedy scene you come from. Apply now through November 30th. Go to our website, www.mutinyradio.fm for more details. Aloha, mutineers. Stolowitz here. People ask me, Dave, why do you spend so much time listening to mutinyradio.fm? Well, the answer is simple to me. It's the love I find here. We've got so many great programs here. There's something for everybody, surely. Well, maybe not the Hitler crew, but you know everyone else. Let me tell you about some of my favorite shows here at Mutiny you may not have heard about. Labor and Love with Bill Morgan is every Saturday, 10 a.m. to 12 noon. Bill is passionate about labor, jazz, and solidarity, and he tells you how it is. No BS. If somebody gets a dollar they didn't work for, someone else worked for a dollar they didn't get. I always learn a lot from Labor and Love. It's educational and inspirational. The Common Thread Collective is every Friday from 3 to 6 p.m. with legendary octogenarian hate Ashbury activist Diamond Dave. With help from his friends, Dave talks news, wisdom, progressive activism, and spirituality. There's also open mic time for music, poetry, and stories. Comics got to hold off till happy hour, though. Oh, and check out Flat Black Plastic with Scott Walker. Saturdays from noon to 2. The title says it all. Classic vinyl albums with no apologies. Great stuff. You can listen in live to these fine programs on mutinyradio.fm or download the podcast at your convenience on Apple iTunes. What a deal. Authentic, real San Francisco love. That's what keeps our ship afloat. 
You ever want to be funny? Well, my dogs think I'm funny, Daryl. Well, I mean, you ever want to be, like, in front of an audience? Like, other than, like, squirrels, dogs, and dead persons? Well, shit. From time to time, I've given it a thought of two. You know, if you go to joke workshop, there's more than two peoples paying attention to your jokes, and they ain't even gonna be jerks about it. Daryl, are you serious? I just want to make sure. Oh, there you go. You can hear this one. I like this much better. Are we live on the air now? Okay, cool. All right. All right. Yes. Oh, where's the little donation bucket? Here we are. Don't forget, you guys. You know, Pam may have a panic attack. We don't donate. <laughs> you want to donate? I don't. Want, I want Pam to know that I made the announcement. Here's my five dollars. Do not take it from here either. What? He's, he's never seen a five, huh? It's not pesos, Victor. It's not pesos. Come on. <laughs> All right, you guys. Welcome to the Mutiny Radio Happy Hour open mic. All right, let me hear you clap. Come on. There you go. Excellent. None of you have been forced to be here, so make sure you pay attention. Hey, what? Victor, what's going on? <laughs> now you sound like my uncle. Stop that. <laughs> I will be your host this evening, you guys. My name is Sergio. I am really excited to be here tonight. I actually got my hair done. Do you like it? Do you like it? It's called the Mr. Clean Chic. And in case you're wondering, the carpets do not match the drapes. Yeah. Oh, Victor said we can't talk about them anymore. What are you drinking? What are you drinking, Victor? With what? Did you spike it? <laughs> Now, I still get nervous on stage, uh, but Victor gave me some tips. He said, if you're nervous speaking in front of strangers, just imagine the audience is picturing you naked. Yeah, I'm a little nervous right now. Can you guys take a few seconds? Just picture me naked. You know what I tried the other day? And it worked so much better. People had a really good reaction. I was like, I'll bounce from now on. Yeah. Um, you know what's scary about doing stand-up? The risk of seeing one of your exes in the audience I really struggled today, huh? Five of my exes are here. Shit. <laughs> Actually, we didn't really dating. It was just sex. Um, which is why uh, I'm totally okay running into my exes with my car. Which is why I was fired by Lyft. And strangely hired by Muni. And, uh, and strangely hired by Muni. <laughs> I was practicing for something else, and now I forgot my next line. Um, yeah, a little bit about me. I was a gifted child. Um, my parents gave me away. It was more like a drop-off. Now, as a child, I went to church every Sunday. I was an altar boy. Uh, most of my performances took place at the back of the church. I see we have a Catholic. <laughs> I see we have a Catholic in the audience. I know most people. Hi, welcome. There's a list. You're next. Now, <laughs> I know people don't talk about this in public, but I have a microphone. And I am proud to say I am a Christian Dior fan. Mm -hmm. I'm a secular guy, but I want to date someone religious. 
a Muslim? Hey, if you wanna get on your knees five times a day, I won't stop you. Religion is like the latest iPhone. Those who have one won't shut up about it. Now, I know you're looking at me and you're wondering, is he, is he not? You're not quite sure what side of the fence I'm on. Your suspicions are correct. I'm an immigrant. And I'm here to take your jobs. Porque todos ustedes son un montón de hijos de puta que no quieren trabajar. In English, that means I'm really happy to be here. And in case you're wondering, I am not part of MS-13. By the way, you know MS stands for Mara Salvatrucha? That is the best drag queen name ever. If I was a drag queen, my name would be Aino Nicole Smith. Just rolls off the tongue. Now, Latino men don't get any credit for boosting the economy with our cologne purchases. You can smell a Latino from a block away. And you can smell him for two blocks after he left. We love cologne so much, we have a saying in Spanish, por si me besa, por si me abraza, por si se pasa. Translation, in case we kiss, in case we hug, in case we go too far. Have you met Latinos? We always go too far. I have enough, this is really, wow, I could hear all that. I have enough cousins for two baseball teams. Oh, Kaiser's here, we can't talk about him anymore either. Damn. <laughs> it doesn't it though? <laughs> and I have 17 nieces and nephews. I am the only one in my family without children. I didn't want to worry about the baby weight, so I had my tubes tied. Now, we immigrate to this country because we want a better life. We just want to work. Give us a job, whatever it is, we'll do it. We'll even do the jobs you don't want to do. Hand jobs, don't get too excited, Fiat. Blow jobs, any jobs. Now, with all these great jobs available, you can imagine my parents' disappointment when I came out to them as a comic. They were not happy with my decision. Originally, I wanted to be a doctor, and in a way, I am healing people because laughter is the best medicine. And much like your doctor, what I say might make you uncomfortable. Or in Kaiser's case, you might get aroused. Trust me, just breathe, relax, scoot forward a bit, and let me in. It's only one woman in the room. She's like, what do I have? All the guys are like, what? I'm glad you have insurance. <laughs> Now, once people find out I'm a comic, they want me to tell jokes. And being that I am a people pleaser, I tell a joke. All of a sudden, everyone's a professional comic. They all have tips on how to tell jokes. I'm not falling for just a tip again. However, though, I will accept $20 or sex as payment. Oh, the stripper's here, yay. Uh, or sex as payment. By the way, no woman has taken me up on this offer. Women need to feel safe before they have sex with you, which is why I only have sex with men. But I am taking a break from straight men right now. As you guys can attest, you get a little too attached. Yeah, once they taste this home cooking, that chicken at home does not taste the same. And the internal struggle is tough on them. They're worried they might be gay because they're enjoying sex with another man. They're all emotional if I don't call them the day after. Gay men have it so easy. Eye contact is followed up with a blowjob. Blowjobs are a polite way of saying, hello, nice to meet you. You shake hands and <laughs> right away you can pet the baloney pony, have a ding-a-ling sing-along while whistling Dixie with a one-eyed wiggling Welshman. Guys, 
if you have not received the blowjob from a gay man, I want you to cancel whatever you're doing tomorrow and get this taken care of. Now, I used to be a personal trainer for Crunch Fitness. Do you guys know Crunch Fitness? Yes, heard of it? Their slogan is no judgment. Now, when you hire a trainer, you're basically paying for someone to torture you and boss you around. Hey, if that's your fetish, no judgment. By the time your workout is over, you are gonna feel great and you'll be glad you came. Now, personal trainers do have a lot in common with escorts. They charge by the hour, they get paid cash, and they both put clients in compromising positions. Now, one difference is personal trainers take before and after photos. You should see my collection of male nudes. Now, if you are both an escort and a personal trainer, sometimes it can be difficult to figure out if your client is about to orgasm or just struggling to do one more sit-up. If you close your eyes, they sound exactly the same. Either way, the client ends up with the wet spot. Now, I am happy to say I never slept with any of my clients, except that one time. Okay, I lost track after 15. I never slept with my female clients because female clients are like family members and you don't fuck family members. We're not in Utah. Now guys, I'll give you a tip, just a tip. Uh, do not send dick pics to a female because if that woman works with the trainer, that trainer has seen your dick. That's how I started my collection of male nudes. Now my favorite clients to train were brides-to-be. They are so focused on reaching their goal. Fuck as many guys as possible right before they say I do. You gotta love that dedication. Now my second favorite clients are gay men. They walk into the session already in shape. I'm just there to help them access those deep core muscles. I always go deep when I work, when I work with gay men. They demand it. Now my least favorite clients, size queens. You guys know what a size queen is? Size queens are individuals that only date men that are well endowed. I've, I've never dated a size queen. I am not a fan of size queens but I love their boyfriends. Uh, I'll leave you with this. I recently signed up for online dating, and there are so many options now. You've got Match, Grindr, the Sex Offender Registry. <laughs> I was really excited when I got my first match. But I knew it wasn't gonna work out because he lives in the sunset, and I don't do long distance. Uh, I was excited when I got my second match, but I also knew it wasn't gonna work out because he wanted to go hiking. I'm not a lesbian. So now I have dated both men and women, and it is safe to say that women can have sex with whomever they want. We men have sex with whatever we can. And I'm not hating on men when I say this. I told you, I like straight men. I like them so much, I occasionally have sex with them. Now surprisingly enough, once I had sex with a man, I understood women so much more. Like women just made sense. Now, because of this, I will help every straight guy in this audience be more popular with women. I will have sex with each of you. Yeah. Don't worry. Just because you enjoy sex with a man doesn't make you gay. And for the record, just because you have sex with a man does not mean you're going to enjoy it. Just ask most women. Now, I did run into my high school girlfriend, and the first words out of her mouth, is it my fault you're gay? I was like, no, you didn't turn me gay. Your brother did. Uh, and that is it. Good. I want to try all of that, see if it came out. Yay. All righty. Who's first on the list? Gary Hughes. Give it up for Gary Hughes, you guys. Nice, Serge. <laughs>
It sounds like a motivational tape like you listen to when you sleep. Yeah, how much time was that, Serge? That was 10 minutes. That was 10 minutes. 10 minutes of... I like to turn straight, guys. Not straight. Um, anyway. Hey, you feel me? She never said nothing about counterfeit. You know what I'm saying? That's all. That's all up to her. It is what it is. She just wanted the president on it. I got the new Harriet Tubman in there too. Uh, <laughs> I don't even know what that's. I hate how my hairline has been going against me lately. It's like a good 15 year battle of. Um, it could be worse. I could get the nuke. A lot of white people get the nuke. It like starts in the middle and it just spreads out. You seen Sergio? Um, <laughs> white people get the nuke, or other people. Mine is more like a civil rights like battle, but it's like crowd control on the ends. But the middle, they're like, "No, we need our rights." I don't know. I thought it was like a stupid hairline joke. Uh, it's, it's not as hard as capitals. It's fine. Uh, I used to. I used to rap when I was younger, when I was in elementary school. I actually wanted to be a rapper. My brother was a rapper, and he uh, he gave me the rap name Tacky. And I didn't know why. He was like, because you dress tacky. I didn't know what the word meant. So I was like, I guess that means I'm sharp or something. And uh, <laughs> his you know, my brother, his name was Double D. His rap name was Double D. And my cousin that lived with us, DeAndre, his was Single D. And my neighbors was Triple D. His name was Darius. And they, they just called me Tacky. Um, so shows you how cool I was in elementary school. It was like, ah, oh, this. I used to, yeah, never mind. I ain't going to really hit you with the old flow. I'm going to let that go. I w you guys want to hear one rhyme? I'll give you one rhyme. I'll give you one of my brother's rhymes. One of my brother's rhymes. He says, uh... <laughs> It says, it's the D-O-U-B-L-E-D -E from the O-A-K-L-A-N-D. If you ain't never heard of me, just look in the dictionary. That was one of, that was one of his flows. <laughs> Shouts out to him. Rest in peace. Uh, yeah, that was one of his flows of uh, rapping. All right. Uh, what else I can talk about? I have nothing else to talk about, really, to be honest with you. Uh, I, work for, I work for FedEx. I deliver packages in the morning, and I delivered a package at like 6.30, and I rang the doorbell, and a guy came to the door yesterday, and he was like, dude, it's 6.30. So I just wanted to make sure, I just wanted to feel this purple promise, sir. I just wanted to make sure this package is here and that you got it. I'm so sorry. And, uh, and he just left, and uh, he was pissed off, and I was like, I did my job. I don't know about oh, shit. Sorry, my voice is going in and out. Can we get a sound check here before the capital? This is unprofessional. Give me my five. Unscrew this. Give me my five back. <laughs> Who got change? Uh, uh, <laughs> I'm not going to do 10 minutes like Sergio. <laughs> uh, okay, so I'm going to look at my phone since we're all comics. Why not? <laughs> Who knows? Anybody knows my password? Oh, 666, you right? It's my, it's my birthday. How'd you know? How'd you know, Kaiser? How'd you know it's my birthday? Thank you, man. Kaiser gave me some advice. I spoke to Kaiser at the last after the last mic at Utah. He said, don't say... Never mind, I won't even say it. <laughs> we talked about... I won't even say it. We talked about... 
I want to say it. I want to say it. Let me tell, he said, don't tell this joke. Let me tell you why. Because <laughs> he didn't have a good time. So I have nothing to say. <laughs> I, sometimes I want to be, uh, I want to become a, a cop because as a black man, people, it's just like, people see me, they like suspicious when I walk around down the street. Then they like just do the tr- drug transaction in front of me. They just do it because I'm black. They're like, oh, he ain't gonna tell. He ain't gonna tell nobody. And I'd be like, I need to become a cop. I bet y'all could arrest all these motherfuckers right here. Get that 80 grand and that dog. Uh, hmm. Oh, yeah, I have a friend. In a, is that? Oh, thank you, Pee Wee Herman. Appreciate it. <laughs> I have a friend in a wheelchair. You guys can help me out with this. We can turn this to a workshop. I have a friend in a wheelchair, and uh, he—he he, uh, it was a tragic how he got into a wheelchair. I—I I guess it's tragic how everybody gets into a wheelchair. No one ever is like, yeah, he gracefully was wheelchair bound. Um, but but he he was he got into a wheelchair, and he always wants me to say wheelchair jokes. And I was like, bro, I don't have any wheelchair jokes for you. He's like, you need to make up some wheelchair jokes. And uh, he, I don't know. I'm gonna fix that. Talk, holla at me in two weeks. That's going to be something. That's going to be a 10-minute bit. <laughs> Netflix. All right. Uh, Serge, the perv. I'm done. All right. Give it up for Gary Hughes. Excellent. Your friend's in the wheelchair, and you need the workshop? Right, that's what Capital said. <laughs> Wait. All right, our next person coming up. You may have seen him before. All right, have fun. Just uh, give it up for Capital. <laughs> Woo! I like how I told you the joke and you didn't laugh at it, and then you went and told it on stage. <laughs> oh, I know you think it was funny. I love my name, Capital. It's kind of it's awkward meeting people sometimes though. Some some girl the other day she asked me she said Capital, where is that from? And I said it's African. Which ain't a lie. I would not have come up with this shit if it was not for black people. I don't want to be Elvis. I don't want to steal this shit. I'm trying to be real here. Um, I've been I've been accused of cultural appropriation before. I don't want to do it again. Like, like when I thank people, I like to do this. Because most of the time, people don't, people aren't even listening to what you're saying, they don't hear, I always do this. It shows extra thankfulness, it shows I actually mean something. But I can't, I can't do this to Asian people. I learned that the hard way. They think I'm doing it just for them. It's got nothing to do with them. Or like, like I call everybody brother. Everybody. Stole that from black people too. Which is why I can't use it with my brother Gary Hughes right here, or he think it's specifically for him. And it's not. Or um, I got accused of stealing from the Jews once. But that was just some confusion because it, it involved circumcision. I had the idea that we should wait to circumcise people. But not for any religious reason or anything like that. We got to wait till your dick starts falling apart and looks nice and ugly. So then you circumcise it and it goes back to looking beautiful. Recycle, refresh, reuse, motherfucker. Like you keep it, you keep it fresh. Same way you cut your hair, you, you got to cut your dick up. No? Alright. Don't take don't take my advice. I got bad advice. Never. Never. 
take advice from broke people. <laughs> that is good advice. Actually, that's a lie, though, because broke people, broke people do have some good advice. Broke people, they're great at fixing shit. Or, like, if you need to know how to, how to cook a meal, you ask a broke person. Or, like, where to get sushi. Actually, don't ask broke people where to get sushi. That's, that's not a good idea. Um, I wouldn't even, you shouldn't even, don't take advice from anybody. <laughs> don't ever take advice. That wasn't the funny part. I'm totally thrown off now. I forgot the rest of my joke. <laughs> um, don't, don't ever take advice unless you ask for it. Because somebody just walk around giving advice and nobody asking for it. Probably an asshole. They probably got bad advice. You don't want to take that advice. Um, shit. <laughs> Left turn. How y'all feel about that? Pro? Anybody? No. I saw the New York Times had an article. They said that the victims of this shooting spanned across generations. And it was and that was really tragic. Like it was victims of all ages. But I feel like that's better than the alternative, you know? Like I feel like it'd be worse if they went in and killed a bunch of elderly Muslims instead of just Muslims. Like I just I prefer my mass murders as inconspicuous as they can get. No? No? You're saying it wouldn't be? No, wouldn't it be worse? Wouldn't it be worse? Okay, fine, not old people, young people. If you were, all right, never mind. <laughs> I still got time, I ain't getting off. Um, I got something. Oh, um. I saw a bunch of homeless people sleeping over by Daily City BART, which I don't give a shit. Um, they're just trying to stay safe, and it's it's hard to stay safe out here, you know. It's not even safe to sleep over by the BART station. But the problem is, I guess they were making other people feel unsafe because people called the cops on them. But the cops didn't do nothing. They just, like, stood around and made sure there was no trouble. So I guess Daily City BART is the safest place to sleep if you're a homeless person. Something funny there. Give it up for your host, everybody, Sergio Navarro. All right. Capital, Capital will be taking advice at the end of the show, so line up and give it up. All right, our next performer I have never seen before, and I now know his real name, but we're going to introduce him as Fiat Chase. Give it up, you guys. I'm Fiat Chase. Um, there's craft grocery stores now. That's what they're fucking calling that shit. Like, not like a bodega, mini mart, craft. I saw this shit too. I was on the bus. The place looks, and sorry if you're, you're the owner, like the, the, the odds of the owner watching. Dude, I got some fucking craft fucking dick for that ass. It's a little fucking small batch fucking pearl necklace. I mean, not that I'm not, not that I'm not, I like small businesses. I just like, I saw into the place and it's like, everything's like craft now, organic, small batch, fucking, speaking of, why is ice cream still sold over the counter? What is in that shit? You know what I mean? Like, I want, you should have, 
a prescription from from Weight Watchers. You know, you, you go up to the cashier. Sir, this is um, one pint. You have two pints. Yeah, I know, but um, my my uh, my nephew's birthday party is at my uh, house this weekend because my sister, the raccoons, got in and they. Ate, what's your nephew's name, sir? Balloon. Your nephew's name's Balloon. Yes, security. So like, I mean, that's ice cream's f- addictive, man. You know. And what else? I another pet peeve, right? Besides that is. Have you guys seen the preachers at like 16th, 24th Street? You know what I mean? They're angry. Like, who are they driving? I went up to them one time. I was like, because the, there might be a language barrier. There's, maybe they speak English, you know? And I love everyone. I love everyone equally. I hate everyone equally. But like, if you're being a pain in the ass and like doing a, the opposite of what like you think you're trying to do. Like one time I was like, are you driving people towards the church or away from the church? And what if Jesus came down, right? Like chills across the street with the homies, right? Like, this guy, you know? He's like, Jesus, and he's like, Jesus, sorry, say Jesus. And Jesus is just like, to the homies, right? Like, uh, you guys wanna get a bunch of water and call Mary? (laughs) You better get a lot of water, she's a virgin. Like, other Mary, yeah, thanks. Jesus gets the mom joke, nice. You're, uh, you're getting less water. Um, sex workers are getting fucked, you guys, and I'm I'm tired of it. You know what I mean? Like it's ridiculous. I here's here's what to do, right? I'm forming a group to buy sex. Okay, I'm calling it group sex. Okay, there's still some loose ends to tie up. Group sex. Okay, because all the jobs are disappearing. People are gonna have to be hoeing out. You know what I mean? Like what are you gonna like? Robot sex? People are fantasizing about robot sex. People, society is getting fucking sick, okay? I don't want robot sex, okay? I want fucking Cameron Diaz cloned like 40 times and in my back, I don't even have, I'm homeless, you know what I mean? Like, But in someone's backyard at a party that sometime I would get invited to, you know? There's just 40 Cameron Diaz's there, right? Like, and like, that brings something else up. I've been thinking about is like male gynecologist. I can't do it. I don't want to be a banker. I don't want to look at all the money I don't have. I'm not getting, I don't want to look at all the pussy. I'm not getting a male gynecologist. You fucking kidding me. What if you're in Hollywood, right? Come in. Hi, Cameron. It's, um, have lay down. Thanks. Um, okay. You really should be getting 40 million a movie. Um, I'll be right back. Wait, can I take a selfie? Nurse! I can't do that shit, man. I could not be a male gynecologist in Hollywood. I'm going to end with this. I'm getting profiled by GQ magazine, you guys. I'm serious. Gerbils Quarterly? You've seen seen this publication? Gerbils Quarterly, you guys. Said I'm going to get a lot of exposure, okay? Richard Gere is a columnist. Gerbils Quarterly. I'm on the cover. Fiat Chase. That's it. Thanks. All right. It is safe to say Fiat will be hiring sex workers. (laughs) All right. Our next performer, I was 
fortunate to see him at Rooster Tea Feathers where he hit it so hard out of the park. I, I, was, I could not have been happier had it been myself. So give it up for Victor Trevino. Thanks, Sergio. Oh my God. You're like my gay uncle. It's great. <laughs> I feel like if I ever had an ugly breakup with a girl, I would like go gay out of spite just to be like, <laughs> you know, like, because if you can't trade up for your girlfriend, you can just like trade across and like she'll never be able to live up to that. You know what I'm saying? Like, also, has anybody ever uh, enabled men on t Tinder? Like any straight men? Are, you ever enabled men on Tinder just like briefly? <laughs> Like, you can, like, search for women, and then you can also enable searching for men, and you just get a flood of likes. It's just, like, the easy mode. It's just every single fucking, like, dudes will fuck you. Like, you should know, you should do some reconnaissance. This is what your girlfriend's dealing with after a breakup. This is the kind of willpower she needs to have not to rebound instantaneously. Is this registering with you guys? You understand that? <laughs> like, how eager... Uh, all the men are to fuck your girlfriend, every one of them. <laughs> anyway, um, Kaiser, you're a man. Uh, I want to ask you a question. Hey, no, it's it's true. It's not controversial. Uh, I want to ask you: Do you do this thing where uh, when you're in the bathroom and a guy pulls up next to you at the urinal, um, you feel like you have to pee harder than him? <laughs> But no, it's a battle though, dude. You never do that? I lose that. I win that shit every time I got a healthy prostate. I wait for them to walk away. I think that's what toxic masculinity is. I did that to my boss the other day. He pulled up next to me at the urinal while I was going, and he left before I finished. And then I just fucking like, I was like, that's right, dude. I'll see you back at work. <laughs> I won. <laughs> I also uh, got into a fight with my brother over uh, nacho cheese chicken chalupas recently. Uh, this is what happened. Um, I came home from a night of drinking, put the nacho cheese chicken chalupas in the microwave oven with the wrapper on them for safekeeping. I don't know if you know about the etiquette, sir, but that means that do not touch these chalupas. We'll come back to these chalupas, right? That's the etiquette. The wrapper's still on it, it's in the microwave, they're safe. But apparently, someone didn't get the fucking memo because I came down the next morning and I just saw the wrappers on the table. And I was like, ain't no fucking way, Danny. I've been waiting for this moment my whole life. So I fucking went down to the basement, shook him awake. It's pitch black down there. And I go, Danny, you ate my fucking chalupas. And it's time to pay up. And he goes, Victor, you were blackout drunk last night and you ate them in front of me. He's like, plus, I think you have a drinking problem. I'm like, that's not what we're talking about right now. <laughs> and then I, could, I burped, and I could taste the nacho cheese <laughs> on my breath. I don't know if you've ever been like mid-argument and realized you were wrong, but you still have too much pride to back down. <laughs> so I like, covered my mouth so he couldn't smell it, smell the burp. So I was, like, I was just like, okay, Danny. <laughs> I'll talk to you when you wake up and you're you're clear of mind and you're ready to admit that you ate them. He's coming to visit me. It's his birthday. 
<laughs> we haven't been talking since that incident. <laughs> um, does anybody grow up like Catholic or you grew up Catholic? Catholic, Catholic, yeah, you sir? Uh, I grew up Catholic. I actually went to like after school programs for like 13 years. Had to get like communion, you know, learn how to accept the body of Christ and all that. Uh, but really all I remember about the Bible was that whoever wrote the Ten Commandments had a neighbor who was really trying to fuck his wife. <laughs> he made 10% of the commandments about that. <laughs> he was like, do not covet, just don't even covet her, dude. <laughs> don't, forget about fucking her, Chad. Just don't even, just don't even think about coveting her. Chad Theus. <laughs> Chad Theus, that was an apostle, right? What's an apostle? Anyway, I'm Victor Trevino. Thanks a lot. Well, I think you all witnessed Victor's coming out party. We now know what he does on Grindr. Oh, I mean, um, Tinder. <laughs> all right, please. <laughs> whoopsie. <laughs> please give it up for our next. Uh, hey there. Please give it up for our next perform performer, Ernest Evangelista. Hey guys, how you guys doing? Cool. Um, I recently got a paper cut on my middle finger right here. So I've been flipping everybody off. Look at that. That's what you get for trying to finger a uh, goldfish. Uh, you ever try to finger a goldfish? You should try it. You should try it. Um, I'm going to try a new character, guys. I'm going to take these glasses off for a second. And then put these glasses on. I'm, I call these glasses, uh, you ain't from around here, aren't you? Glasses. And I'm guessing all you guys ain't from around here. So this is my San Francisco native character. Because I'm a San Francisco native. Mm, you ain't from around here. Back in my day, in San Francisco, you could go up Polk Street and get a, a blowjob for two bitcoins. <laughs> it's different now. It's different. Honestly, like, San Francisco, it's too expensive it's too expensive to be gay in San Francisco. Like, honestly, like, what, rent's so high, if I wanted to pay so much to fuck men in the ass, I would work for Washington, D.C. Um, if I wanted to, alright, this character's not working. Uh, what else? Back in my day, I would get jumped for wearing this color by gang members. I, I really did get beat up by a bunch of gang members. You ever had that? Like, you ever had, like, a bunch of Mexican dudes beat you up because you're wearing 
I was wearing this actually. I still wear my my middle school clothes. <laughs> but they just they they took my clothes and my shoes. And she was really mean too. I used to get beat up by girls. I think that's why I get turned on if like a girl slaps me a little bit. You ever you ever had to get turned on a little bit? Like stop it, mom. Um Um, so recently, uh, I discovered that I have a third nipple, guys. You want to see it? Okay. It's, um, it's on my ass. Uh, it's really on my ass. I've been, I always thought it was like a pimple on my butt. It turned out it was a nipple on my butt. And then I learned, um, why they didn't like me in Catholic school. Uh... So guys, I was thinking uh Capitol was talking about the New Zealand uh mass shooting um that was Facebook lived. Uh you know that was on Facebook live? Do you guys know that? My cousin wanted to show me it, and that's when I learned my cousin is a psychopath and then um I should really go back home cuz he's probably stealing my stuff right now. Um, so I was thinking, uh, what else about that? It was, it was really messed up. They shot up a mosque, but honestly, why would you shoot up a mosque? That's not a good idea. That's like shooting up a gas station. Cause it might blow up. All right. Um, I'm going to go now. All right, guys. I'm gonna All right, mommy issues everywhere. Our next performer I have never seen before, so this will be my first time. Please give it up for Vic Dublin. Dublin. <laughs> Close enough. Thank you. Yeah, it's good to be here. Thank you. Uh, my name is Vic. I'd love to hear your names, but for the sake of time, I'd like to just do it all at once. So I'll count to three, and then you guys just say your names real loud. You guys ready? Here we go. One. Two, three. There's no way I'm going to remember that. <laughs> no way. Uh, I was named uh, after my great-grandfather, and my parents used a different method for choosing my sister's name. Uh, they named her after our mediocre grandmother. A little different method. Yeah, thank you. Uh, <laughs> for me, it was more like an homage, and for my sister, it was more like a do-over kind of situation. <laughs> Um, my sister's good now, though. She's, she's a great person. Uh, she just adopted a three-legged dog from the SPCA, which is cool. Um, so the first time I went over to meet the dog, I decided I should bring a gift. So I brought a wooden leg, and my sister did not think that that was funny. She got super pissed off at me, because apparently that's a faux pas. Uh, I've been having trouble sleeping recently, so uh, I got one of those white noise machines. It's a white noise machine, so it plays Britney Spears, Kesha, Avril Lavigne. <laughs> uh, I got a memory foam mattress, but I'm pretty sure it has dementia. Of course, of course all forms of dementia are very serious conditions. Um, 
But you know, I really think the, the unsung heroes uh, in, in Alzheimer's and dementia are the caregivers of people that have Alzheimer's and dementia. Yeah, can we, let's give it up for the caregivers. Give it up for the caregivers. Yeah. Those people hardly ever get recognized. My dyslexic 12-year-old is actually 21. <laughs> we were out playing soccer and we were having a ball until she kicked the ball into my ball. So I curled up into a ball and I started to ball. Yeah, it takes a lot of balls to tell that joke. Five, it takes five balls. I counted them. 50% more balls than I usually have. So that's good. Uh, speaking of my balls, I can tell you're all interested. Uh, I had a vasectomy. Thank you. I appreciate that. Uh, you know, when you get a vasectomy, they don't give you a general anesthetic. You get a local. So for the whole 10 or 15 minute procedure, while the urologist is down there snipping and burning, we're having a little chat. And one of the things that the urologist tells me is that he cures his own meat. He's a urologist. What he does. Uh, I thought uh, he was writing me his prescription after the after the vasectomy, and um, I thought that the kind of pen he was using was a little insensitive. He was using a uniball. That wasn't cool. <laughs> I uh, I got home from the vasectomy, and my wife was really really sweet about it. She uh, she made me a nice soothing cup of tea, and so a couple of weeks later, when I was all healed up, I returned the favor and I gave her a tea bag. The tea was just a little bit less potent than it had been previously. Good, okay. I, uh, my wife's gynecologist is a Jewish woman. So as a Hanukkah present, we bought her a labia menorah. <laughs> my wife loves her gynecologist. She calls her the magician. And I said, what is it that you love so much about your gynecologist? And she said, I don't know. I think she just checks all the boxes. Uh, I think one of the things that my wife likes about her gynecologist is that um, they have this app at that practice that all the patients use. And what it is, is they can take a picture of their vagina and they send it into the gynecologist. And once the gynecologist looks at it, the picture disappears. It's called Snatch Chat. Uh, my wife doesn't like using that particular app though. Uh, I don't want to say that my wife is hairy, but she was looking into getting some bikini waxing done and to be able to afford it, we had to start a hedge fund. <laughs> All right, thank you guys, this has been fun. Enjoy the rest of the evening. There you go. Oh good, don't forget to donate, excellent. All right, you guys, our next performer. Please give it up for Maria. <laughs> Dupli. Deplutus, I'm gonna get this name by the time. Maria Deplutus. Hey everybody, I am bad at counting at math and I had no idea I was next, so lovely surprise. Um, oh, I left the $2 in the purse, I won't forget. I'll be back with it. So I don't really have a plan today. Uh, I covered the mic, you guys might have noticed. It's because I'm a germaphobe. Uh, we can move on from that. Um, unless there's any questions, I can open it to questions. I'm a germaphobe, ask me anything. No? All right, 
there's your chance. So I have this, uh, this disease called idiopathic neutropenia, because of course I have a disease that sounds like idiot pathetic neutral penis. Yeah. It's an autoimmune disease, which is why I'm a germaphobe. It's just protecting myself. Um, I get sick a lot. I'm actually sick right now. I should be at home sleeping. But like when you're a comic, I feel like going to a mic is like going to the gym. It's the equivalent of working out and you have to keep doing it so you don't forget how to be funny. And there was no joke there. That's just a fact. We all know it. Poor comics. Anyways, with this stupid disease that I have, I keep having to um, go to doctors a lot and have different procedures. And the first time I had to go under anesthesia, it was a German doctor. And as he's putting the final shot in that's going to knock me out, he looked me straight in the eyes and said, this is what Michael Jackson took. And then he died. <laughs> and then that was the last thing I remember until I woke up. And I don't know if you guys have had anesthesia before, but it, it, it just, it feels like it didn't work. Like you get knocked out and then you wake up and there you're like, oh, I guess it didn't work this time. But there's just like a bunch of time missing. And I felt very thirsty, but didn't really have a filter of um, like what I was thinking and what I was saying, which is just apparently a really bad thing to have happen. So I was really thirsty, and my way of saying that in that moment was to really loudly yell out, my mouth is drier than Martha Stewart's vagina. <laughs> yeah, that's just how my brain works for some reason. So then the doctors were like, oh no, like there's other people in here, there's children in here, and I was like, so I'm thirsty, yeah classy and then I hit on both of the doctors uh, I was a German doctor this other doctor and I thought they were both hot and my totally non-skeezy way of hitting on them was to say uh too bad you're both married because they were wearing wedding rings so that was really really creepy also not funny I was hoping you guys would just laugh at me with that one like it doesn't always have to be laugh with me I've been going on a lot of walks, and my friends worry about um, my safety because I walk by myself, but I have a plaid if anyone comes up to me. I'm going to look at them and say, well, hello, <laughs> we've been expecting you. Come with me to my secret lair. You can't see it, but once you cross through, you will be one of us. <laughs> Where are you going? <laughs> you can't hide forever. Yeah. No one will bother you. There are peaceful ways of defending yourself, is all. So um, I lost 80 pounds last year, guys. Because I'm sick, you monsters! Just thank you for still applauding to that. It's the priorities. It's what what matters. Yeah. And um, the doctors have been saying like, "Oh, I have no idea. We we have no idea what's wrong with you, but at least you look good, though." That's all that matters. Yeah, that joke doesn't. I need an actual joke there. I need to go back and work on that one. <laughs> So this bitch came up to me and was like, oh my God, Maria, you look so good. You're like almost fuckable. 
I was like, first of all, mom. A weird thing to say to someone. All right, what final thought, real, real quick. Why, when people are in a difficult situation, do they always say that they're stuck in a pickle? If I was stuck in a pickle, I would just eat my way out. All right, thank you, I'm Maria DeFlutis. All right, Maria DePlutis taking walks late at night, creeping people out a little bit, and making a donation, excellent, woo! Look at that, yeah, there you go, put it in, yeah. Look at that, she's so good at that. All right, our next performer, you guys all know him, please give it up for Kaiser Lieb. Sometimes people have parties that they throw for themselves, which is a really mean thing for you to do. You, something good happens to you, and then I have to go help another good thing happen to you because of how good the the worst. Thank you for laughing. The worst, like a housewarming party. What is that? Jeremy, you have enough money for a whole building, and now to honor you, I have to chip in on a Cuisinart. Uh, that's stupid. I'm going to have like a car warming party. You guys, come over to my Honda. You can buy me some cup holders. Thanks. Weddings? The weddings is just them flexing on you. They're just having sex at you. I mean, not in front of you, but they just is, look. Oh, we enjoy this that we do with each other so much that we're gonna tell all of you that we're only gonna do it with each other. And also, you have to drink champagne and pretend that you enjoy dancing for four hours and sit next to my aunt Susan, who's lovely. And then they're gone for half of it. They go outside. You are stuck with Susan, whose name you can't remember until now. And the people, are they get a photographer, right? Because they're going to forget what they look like otherwise. They're going to be like, oh, that was who I'm married to. Or maybe they're just like, oh, he's so hot right now. And they want to capture that moment. And they put that portrait in the hallway. And then like 20 years from now, it's like, oh, I'd better not fuck Steve from accounting. Because look at how good he used to... Look. The people to go to Valhalla, which is the Viking heaven, you'd have to die in battle. Nobody does that anymore. The only battle that we can die in today is with cancer, right? It means the Valhalla is full of leukemia kids and dudes who skip prostate exams. And when Ragnarok comes, we are screwed. I found out recently that the woman that I had been seeing is cheating on somebody else with me. I took a class in college one time. I needed a PE credit, and so I took Introduction to Walking. That's a, that's a real class. Introduction to walking is the only class where you have to do the thing that the class is in order to get to the class. It's not like, oh, there's Kaiser. He's crawling away from his dorm room. Sure hope he pays attention in that class. 
I got a B. I've been seeing this woman recently, or I once saw a woman at the BART station. Uh, I was waiting for the train, and I hear this voice from behind me, and she says, dude, excuse me, sir, which train should I take? And she was stupid because the signs say which train you should take, but I read them to her, and I was like, take this one. And she was like, okay. And then I tried not to be talking to her anymore, but she, I was wearing my guitar on my back. She was like, oh, do you play the guitar? And I was wearing my guitar on my back, which would seem to imply that. And I was like, yeah, I play guitar, but it's mostly a prop for the stand-up comedy that I do. And she was like, oh, you do stand-up comedy? Which I had just said. And so I was like, yeah, I do stand-up comedy. And then I had to be polite. I was like, what do you do? And she was like, I'm a singer, but nobody came to my show tonight. And it wasn't very good. And I was like, that sounds like when I do stand-up comedy. And then I was out of things to talk about, and she was out of stupid questions. And so we just stood there quietly. And I was uncomfortable with that. And so I took out my phone to start playing Pokemon Go. And she was very upset. She just scoffed and stormed off in a direction. But guys, it's Pidgeotto's before hose. Thanks, guys. Well, it's safe to say Kaiser has slept with Steve from accounting. Yes. And also, I do prostate exams, Kaiser, so I can definitely help you there. All right, our next performer, is, please give it up for John Gallagher. Cool, guys, thank you. I, uh, I gotta go to a birthday party after this. And have you guys ever been in the interesting situation where you are fucking just furious at the person whose birthday party you're going to? Like, I have to fucking just spy. Like, now I'm just so pissed. I have to, I'm just sitting there over here writing cards. I'm like, I'm going to give you the best fucking birthday all time, you motherfucker. You better not have the best fucking birthday, you fucking sack of shit. Ugh, I'm just I'm so fucking mad about it. But it's like, I want him to have the best time. You're going to have the greatest fucking birthday. Ah, it's going to be great. Um, yeah, it's just so fucking mad at them right now. But still got to go. Same thing, obligations. Too polite. Anyway, guys, uh, let's talk about let's talk about lighter stuff. Let's talk about uh, school shootings, huh? What do you think about them? Pretty cool. The one thing that's undeniable, guys, we can all admit, you cannot spell school shootings without spelling cool shootings. Okay, that is just an undeniable fact. Pretty awesome. Okay. Other thing too, you cannot spell school shootings without spelling cool hooters. It's also in there as well too. And that's. One thing that every school shooting needs is just a sweet pair of tits. You know, like, why don't we see hot girls shoot up schools, you know? At least give these kids something as their machine gun down, just a gorgeous rack to go out on. I haven't seen any. Oh, here we go. I can die now. Perfect. Good. I'm starting to think about school shootings a lot because I started substitute teaching in schools. I don't want to murder the kids. I'm worried about being murdered. I uh, am legitimately worried about being killed. Uh, and I, th I have real reasons, too. I work in Oakland, uh, in East Oakland. And the other day I was working, and uh, they had to shut down the school because one of the faculty members was stabbed by one of the students. 
So now I don't have to worry about a school shooting. I just worry, got to worry about the kids stabbing me, which is also good. But it's also nice because in that situation, you're like, well, these kids got it covered. <laughs> I'm just going to fucking murder a gunman with a knife, cutting off their heads and necks like some weird, horrible, like, machete attack. It'll be good. But, uh, yeah. I don't know. I, uh, I, I, this is the thing. This is how you stop mass shootings, guys. I know you all. You need the advice. And who better to ask? Me, an open mic comedian. This is the guy that has clearly all the answers, you know? Uh, so here's how we stop shootings, guys. If I was selling guns, you just got to pass one test. It's like, just be cool. That's it, right? Just pass the cool test. Like, if you want to buy this AR-15 from me, just slam this fucking Mountain Dew right now, you know? Just be, if you want to buy a bazooka, you just got to land a kickflip, okay? Land a fucking kickflip or grind a rail, okay? Because here's the thing. I haven't done too many studies, but I know 100% of people that can grind a rail on a skateboard will never murder people in a school, okay? And that's because they're too busy getting their dicks sucked, okay? Because that's fucking cool. Yeah, yeah. Have you seen it? It's the coolest thing in the world. You don't need to murder people when you can grind rails or drop into half pipes. That's fucking... You're too busy shredding. Like a walking ninja turtle. Eating pizza. Eating pizza and pussy. And just shredding rails. That's your life. It's, yeah, you know? It's like fucking... Oh, uh, <laughs> I don't know. Uh, <laughs> that's all. That's all I've been thinking about. Just like the dumbest takes on school shootings. Just like really dumb ideas about it. Um, yeah, man. I, I also I work as a, I work as a tour guide. It's weird how vulnerable people get with tour guides. People they know for literally two hours. I've had people admit to uh, horrible affairs, like hating their children, all sorts of awful shit. And the other day, like this is how vulnerable people get. Uh, I'm like I said, this is Segway tours. Well, just remember the Segway tours. Uh, scooter man, scooter man time. Okay. And this guy goes, Hey, uh, I work as a nurse. And one time I saw a lady in a hospital give birth to a chihuahua. What? Uh, tours over, dude. What the fuck? What did you just say with your mouth right now? Cause that is the stuff of horror. Uh, that is a horrible thing to say. And also at the same time, like I also get vulnerable, I can tell you the whole story about that, but it doesn't get funny. It just gets very gross. Uh, and it's, Yeah. But like I get, yeah, I get vulnerable too. And so this is why uh, I say too many things I shouldn't. Like one time on a tour, I told a man in front of his family that he would die because of 9-11. And just general rule of thumb, you shouldn't talk about 9-11 on a Segway tour in San Francisco. Just general rule of thumb. No reason to bring that up at all. Um, but I, here's why I did it. I was like, hey, the 1906 earthquake was kind of like the 9-11 of this day. And then I was like, hey, let's really sprinkle on some cool facts right now, okay? Hey, 9-11, by the way, unleashed a horrible round of asbestos in the air because of all the asbestos released from the Twin Towers explosion. So there's going to be record numbers of lung cancer by 2020 all along the East Coast. And this guy just looks down and he looks back and he goes, my law firm was the first one to go back to work in downtown New York City. So I breathed in all that shit. And so I gave him a death sentence in front of his family on a segue tour and he tipped me $20 and that's fucked up that's a fucked up thing you know but a uh, wonderful trip advisor review too anyway that's it bye so John you're coming to my birthday party later <laughs> all right our next performer I have never seen before either have you been here before to meet any radio Oh, it's your first time. Oh, look at that. How many times can you say it's your first time? We're witnessing it tonight. Please give it up for Vincent Abad Santos. 
thanks for having me. First time at Mutiny Radio. I've heard so far that we're all named Vincent and Victor, and we're all Catholic. Where are the Jews? Where are the Jews out there? <laughs> okay, okay. <laughs> um, I just finished watching, uh, binge-watching this crazy TV show this past weekend, and I wasn't sure if I'd finished watching a crazy TV show or going through a really crazy breakup because I just looked around at all of these greasy candy wrappers around my bed, and I hadn't showered for three days. And I, my hair was disgusting. People were knocking on my door saying, hey, where are you? Like, get the fuck away. I can't deal with this right now. And uh, it was crazy, man. You know, you're just you're stalking the internet, you know, finding out what the actor's doing now, post-show. Like, oh, he's doing a new spinoff Stars Network? Who the fuck watches Stars Network? And it's just fucking nuts, man. You're asking your friends, you know, hey, you know, what's going on with them? Are they, uh, are they, uh, do a whole committed thing? Or is it just a series? You know, what's, what's going on with them right now? But, um, but yeah, dating and relationships, man, it's all fucking hard. And the opposite sex, I knew it was going to be hard pretty early on it was middle school sex ed and we had this thing where you ask like an anonymous question and you write it down on a little piece of paper and you put it in a little jar and then the teacher reads them all out and and uh, answers them in front of the whole class and this was just a great opportunity for me to ask what I needed to know and the questions were you know when am I gonna know when I'm ready to have sex and uh, and uh, you know, what's your first period? What's it going to feel like? And I'm really scared about it. So uh, she's answering all those questions, and she gets to my question. And uh, it was, what does it mean to hump? And I knew immediately. I just I just looked down, and everybody's just starting to giggle. And I just realized I should have just asked my friend this. And my teacher um, was like, OK, guys, serious, you know, no joke questions over here. And um, and I, there was a guy, after everybody was laughing, was like, yeah, well, I don't even know when I'm going to be ready to have sex, but at least I know how to fucking hump a girl. And <laughs> that, was, that was ground zero for me, basically. 9-11 guy. Do you ever fantasize about running into an ex on the street, Sergio? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, uh, Last week, I ran into an ex um, pretty close by, about a block away from where I live. And it was one block, and that's when I realized that nowhere is safe in the world anymore. And I think I just have to bunker up in my home, like one of those Purge movies. You know, put the steel walls up in the windows, and there's a whole radar system. And uh, an ex could get in an Uber three miles away, and it starts going toward my house, and all of a sudden, sirens would just start going off and machine guns would just shoot everybody in the vicinity. <laughs> but uh, you can't face your fears, man. You just got to protect yourself and watch Stars Network. So that's my time. Thank you very much. I was, oh, don't forget your notes, yes. I was in junior high when I heard the expression, um, a blowjob.
and English is not my first language. So I remember thinking, there's a job where people just blow? Like that was my, that's how innocent my mind was. Look at me now. <laughs> All right, our next performer, please give it up for Kevin Wong. All right. Thank you guys. So thank you for on uh, all three of us plus host right give it up for Sergio right yep I'm sorry what's your guys's name again it's uh Vincent right well, who's your lady friend Molly. Molly give it up for Molly huh way to go got capital P Sergio I forgot your name Fiat, Fiat that's right the car the very tiny car my um my old man started to text he started he learned how to text recently his last two text messages said Kevin, that's it. It just said, Kevin, that's all it said on the text message. I went home for the holidays, went home for the holidays, and he texted me again. And he goes, you know, just let you know, um, I'm happy you get, that you came back for Thanksgiving. Um, we're retired now. We should come home more often. We're on a fixed income. If you could, can you please pay for our trip to Asia for two weeks? I don't know why he thinks I'm successful. I, there's just, like, I'm doing an open mic it mutiny radio. I paid two bucks to be up on stage on a Friday night. So I just text back, new phone. Who this? Who is this? <laughs> I uh, do we know about the rich kids getting into elite colleges? Did you guys see that? I uh, so this is why I found. Okay, Felicity Huffman paid fifteen thousand dollars to get her kid in, right? And Lori Laughlin paid five hundred thousand dollars to get her kids in. Jared Kushner's dad paid two point five million dollars to get his, to get him in there. So the way I see it, it's like the dumber the kid is, the more you're gonna have to donate to that school. Okay, that was that was my joke. But um, <laughs> who was it? Dr. Dre, seventy. He's he's bragging about how he got his daughter, and he's like, yeah, you know, she did it by herself. No, you donate seventy million dollars to USC. That's that's how she got in. Yep. Um, I I'm I'm so old. I'm getting so I'm to a point where. I'm that uncle. I am that uncle. You know, like how her parents go, hey, you don't want to end up like your uncle. Like, that's me. Like, I'm that uncle now. I'm just a just a sad guy doing an open mic on a, you don't want to end up like me. Just don't follow your dreams, you know. Are you guys together or Molly and uh, Vincent? No, we're best buds. Best buds. It sounds like bang buds. That's what I <laughs> <laughs> just kidding. No, I wonder because like I like I said, I'm I'm getting so old to a point where I don't want a girlfriend. I don't want a girlfriend because it just sounds so dumb. Like me, like Yeah, like girlfriends is almost like it's cute in middle school. That's the only time they could call somebody a girlfriend. That's cute. When you're my age, it's almost like that just says I can't commit or I can't afford to to take that next step to be a fiance. Fiance is also French for fucked. So I uh, think that there's a better term if I ever have a lady friend. It, it, it Maybe something like a partner, right? But it sounds a little too same sex. One of us would have to be Watson. So I can't, I don't want to do that. I don't want to call her teammate because we don't even wear the same t-shirts at Disneyland. Can't be a boo. I like boo, but it's, it's like, you know, it's, it's good for a horror story. And if somebody gets butt hurt, it's a big boo-boo. So I... Only time you get to use the word girlfriend is if you are R. Kelly. Right? Anybody see that surviving R. Kelly? That was pretty amazing, right? Did you see it, Molly? No. Ooh. You know about it? Like, everybody knew about it. I guess it's common knowledge. It's common knowledge that he is not good at reading. I didn't even know. That's how he got his name. And the sixth grade is like, what does this say? And his buddy goes, 
that's your name. He's like, all right, Robert, let's just call me R. Call me R. Kelly. Yep. <laughs> they asked him the most basic question. They asked him basic questions that they went, um, are you attracted to young women? And he goes, define young. Like, how, how dumb do you have to be, R. Kelly? Uh, okay. I, um, I am a lousy godfather. I'm a lousy godfather because I just remembered that I had a goddaughter. It's been 10 years. I, I just realized I had a goddaughter, so I called them up. They're out in Singapore, and all I hear is crying in the background. And you know how it is like when somebody's crying? Like, you don't know what to do. It's long distance, so they pick up and they answer. Then my buddy goes, hey, do you want to talk to your goddaughter, Lena? And I was like, I don't know. I can't. I really don't. Then he goes, all right. Um, so I, I talked to Lena, and, and Lena's crying. And I go, Lena, why are you crying? She's like, Daddy's spanking me. I was like, Lena, when you get older, you're going to like it. You're going to like it. Trust me, I'm your uncle. So, All right, that's my time. Thank you guys so much. Let's be back. Sergio. Well, we can all agree that he is that uncle. Yes, clear, huh? Yeah, I understand the whole thing about girlfriends. This is why I don't date women. Um, all right, our next performer, I have not seen in a while, so I'm looking forward to seeing him again. Please give it up for Mark Neuer. Oh my God, keep it going for your host. Keep it going for your host. I'll say it three times. Keep it going for your host. The third time always works at comedy because it's the it works in threes, so apparently that's the trick. I'll just, everything, everything, everything. All right, cool, it works every time, every time, every time. Oh, I got a new job. I'm a barista. Yeah, I don't know what that means either. I'm not really sure. I make avocado toast. The last place my fingers belong, the last place you want my phalanges is in your avocado. I'll just tell you right now, the last place you want my fingers is knuckles deep in your avocado toast. I smoke three packs of cigarettes a day. My fingers are yellow. It's not the seasoning you're looking for in your avocado. You know what I mean? It's just really not. It's really not. I'm sorry. <laughs> I don't know why you'd order that from me. <laughs> I really have no idea. You walk up to my counter, and you just get hit with secondhand smoke. You should know, like, probably not the guy I want avocado toast from, you know? I don't care how white and blue-eyed he is. It's just not something funny going around here. It's something fishy or smoky. I can't tell what it is. It's this interesting Marlboro smell. <laughs> I don't know. You know if, you go to a, if you go to a barista and you order avocado toast, you're probably real bougie. Probably real wealthy, which is the case with most of my, my clientele. I had one dude come up to me and said, can I get an avocado toast on medium rare toast? <laughs> it's fucking toast. <laughs> can we agree? It's fucking toast. It's toast. Okay. He looks at me. Well, could you just put it on the number four option? No, no, I can't. I can't do that. I can't do that for you. I can't because I don't know what you tip me because it's all electronic. I'm not doing it for nothing. You know what I mean? I'm not going to switch it from six to four for you for maybe a 60 cent tip. Go fuck yourself. Go fuck yourself. It's fucking toast. 
This lady came up to me, she ordered, me, ordered a cappuccino. Now the first question I ask you when you ask for a cappuccino, I say, would you like that small or large? This lady said, no. <laughs> That's not how this fucking conversation works, sorry. Maybe I'm just too controlling. I have no idea, but no isn't an option. You know, it's not, it's not. I don't have a no button on my fucking keyboard here. Do I sound too angry? Good, because I'm fucking pissed. I'm pissed. No is not. Were you even paying attention? It, it, was, it was one or the other. Anyways, I'm really enjoying my new job. <laughs> so much. <laughs> no, I'm, I'm, I don't know. I'm, I'm terrible. I'm, I'm a terrible employee. I'm the worst. I'm the worst. My manager, she has this phrase. She says, I want you to clean this table till you can eat off of it. I eat ass. I don't know how clean you want this table. I really don't know how clean you want this table. You're going to have to give it a wipe down. You know, just a, just a one over. There's going to be some tissue left over on the table. You just move that to the side, you know, just knock it off. Just knock it off the table. A little dirt don't hurt. <laughs> That's what they taught me in middle school. Christian reform. I don't know where you went to middle school. I, I said, I don't, I'm sure you went to middle school. I said, I don't know where you went to middle school. You know what I mean? I don't have uh, any idea, but what they taught, what I went, they taught me, you are what you eat. And that's why I'm such an asshole. That's why I'm such a dick. <laughs> it's just in my diet. It's just in. What'd you say? I figured it'd be hard to go over all of the head and hair that you have, but the, apparently it cleared both of that. That's why I'm such a pussy. I'll talk right to you. Talk all the shit to your face as soon as you want to square. I'm like, no, dog. I'm good. I gotta go home. Eat some ass, you know. <laughs> Um, let's see. There's my light. I feel like if your girlfriend doesn't fart in front of you, uh, she's definitely cheating on you. Yeah. It's hard to accept, I know. It's with me. We're just fucking and farting. Farting and fucking. Watching Friends on Netflix. Farting the theme song. <laughs> Anyways... Uh, my name is Mark Neuer. Make it loud for your host. You guys have a great night. All this talk about eating ass. You had nothing to prove, huh? No proof there. All right. I think we are set as far as that is concerned. No, he's not doing anything. Oh, are you going to go up, Moran? Come on, really? You want to test run it here? See if it's funny for the showcase? Yeah, work it out. Please give your last name. Shocky. Please give it up for Murad Shocky. I don't know. Ten. Yeah, that's it. Oh, ten right now. Okay, cool. Hey guys. Uh I like to follow porn stars on Snapchat so I can keep up on the latest dog surgery trends. <laughs> Little patches, turns out he has ocular melanoma in both his eyes, has to go to the vet today, but mommy still loves him. Uh, but now I have to think about what it'd be like to wake up blind as a dog.
Uh, and I just wanted to see some titties. Uh, you know how I know the world's going to end? Uh, now when you go to McDonald's, they don't say, hi, welcome to McDonald's, may I take your order? They say, hi, welcome back to McDonald's. Might as well be like, oh, hey, motherfucker, I knew you'd come back, come crawling back. Now do you want a McChicken or not? And soon they'll have facial recognition and they'll be like, oh, look, it's Murad again. Well, you want another filet fish Murad, you fucking weirdo? Who the fuck even orders that? Yeah, I know you love it. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba, bitch. Uh, I uh, used to play uh, this uh, keep away game uh, in middle school, like keep the football away, uh, called Smear the Queer, uh, which horrible concept, delightful rhyme scheme. I think we all have to agree. Uh, but we were all competing to be the queer uh, by seeking said football. So I don't know, maybe the game was like this beautiful metaphor for like uh, being confident in your sexual identity in the face of external pressures. Yeah. New stuff, fellas. Uh, what else? I, uh, I have this problem. Um, maybe you guys can identify with it. Uh, does anybody here get flipped off by children constantly? In the last six months, oh, thank you, Capital. In the last six months, I've had four separate kids give me the finger. And I'm not even talking like shitty middle schoolers. I'm talking eight to nine-year-olds. And they all do it the same way. They look both ways to make sure the coast is clear. And then they just fire from the hip. The coast comes from the hip. That is uh, four kids in six months. That is a concerning level of youth-based hatred. Uh, bizarre, even. Um, and I, I think it's because they have a sixth sense. I think they just see me, and they're, they're like, you know, I'm not sure what a bitch is. I think this guy might be one of them. Better test pilot one of these birdies while I know it's safe. And I know that was their criteria, because uh, that was my criteria <laughs> when I was a kid. Uh, you know, I personally, I play a pivotal role in our youth's development. Like, really, what have you done for your community lately? I'm the kid, uh, not the kid, the guy <laughs> that uh, gets flipped off. So yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, I've uh, been trying to avoid stupid conversations more uh, lately. I just don't have the bandwidth for them. I was at Trader Joe's. Uh, in the dairy and eggs section, buying dairy and eggs. Uh, and this lady comes up to me very urgently, and she's like, excuse me, what's better, 2% or whole milk? I was taken aback by the energy, but I was about to be like, oh, you know, I prefer whole milk. And then she goes, wait, before you ask, it's for girls. And then I had a bunch more questions. <laughs> like, are you okay? Do you know where you are? Have you ever had milk before? Uh, but I had a voice in my head that was like, you know, no, give up, give up. Oh, it's for girls. Well, percent. Uh, of you who don't know, uh, microdosing is when you take a little teensy bit of a drug every day for its supposed health and mental benefits. In my case, it was shrooms. I took a tenth of gram of shrooms with my cup of coffee every morning. And I was super scientific about it. I measured my dosages on a scale, took it with supplements and shit. And uh, from my extensive research, I conclude that uh, people really like getting all it is. Let me tell you, you've never truly had a performance review until you've had a performance review with a small dose of hallucinogens in your system. That's a performance review. Oh, uh, Murad, we noticed some inconsistencies in your coverage report. Are you having trouble with the new template? Yeah, I'm having a little bit of trouble. I don't know what it means to be alive. 
Every day, I push numbers around on a spreadsheet for eight hours, then I take an underground metal tube back to a home that isn't mine in a city that wants me to leave. My ancestors understood the cycle of life and humanity and death and... Yeah, I'm having trouble with the new template. I don't get the new template at all. Uh, it might not shock anybody who just heard that bit that uh, I got fired recently. Um, I used to do uh, PR for video games, uh, which is a fancy way of saying uh, I filled out spreadsheets about Pikachu for a living. Uh, they were our biggest client. There was a document I had to update alarmingly frequently uh, called Pokemon Go Related Crimes. Yeah, because apparently Pokemon Go fans are also fans of stabbing other Pokemon Go fans. It's like a Mother Nature's system of population control. Like, you know, if like, there's too many salmon, then there's too many grizzly bears, they start eating their cubs. That's Pokemon Go community uh, for you right there. Um, I uh, used to live in, I used to go to school in Missouri, a uh, bit of a culture shock. Uh, was not prepared for a town where a viable topic of conversation at a party is, hey man, have you tried the new quesarito? I also didn't know that a town could be more trucks than people. Uh, but that's Columbia, Missouri for you. Uh, but people there were nice, generally way fucking nicer than here. Um, but uh, every once in a while, you got a nice little tasty morsel of racism. Uh, like I used to live near a billboard advertising an emotional support group called Sons of Confederate Veterans. Because it's been more than 150 years since the Civil War, but I guess they're still putting the pieces back together, taking it one day at a time. That wasn't the first thought that occurred to me, though. It wasn't the hundreds of years of oppression, bigotry, crimes, all that. It was, what about the daughters? They don't get to come? They don't get like a racist spin class or like a bigot bake sale they get to be a part of? I just like how the Sons of Confederate Veterans Manifesto goes, one, white is right, goes without saying. Two, definitely our slaves back. And three, no cooties. <laughs> keep, those, keep those girls out of here. Um, I'm an ethnically ambiguous fella. So I get a lot of mis-racism. Uh, I take a lot of L's for the Jews, primarily. Uh, I'm not Jewish, but uh, everybody seems to think I am. Uh, like I was in LA, and uh, I was uh, walking with some friends, sipping a cup of coffee. This comes into play later. Uh, when we pass by a film set, and a crew member whispers to me as I pass by, little Jew likes his Starbucks. I was like, okay, well, yes and no. No, I'm not Jewish. Yes, this blonde roast is delicious. And if 5'7 is little to you, well, I'm still not Jewish. All right. That one doesn't work. Uh, I was also, uh, I took my super duper white ex to a uh, diner. And uh, we both ordered the same thing. It was a full stack of French toast and cutting the triangles, you know. And she got hers neatly in a row. And I got mine and the Star of David. Like, is that like really creative bigotry or like really weird aggressive inclusivity? Or maybe they guessed right and they knew I was raised Muslim and they thought it would just be like showing a crucifix to a vampire. Like they would just put the French toast in front of me and ah! But uh, either way, I left a big tip because I'll break other people's stereotypes. I don't mind, you know. I'm that kind of guy. I wonder if I can remember any of my jokes. <laughs> Let's see. I did Smear the Queer, I did McDonald's, I did Porn Snapchat. Those were the new ones, fellas. What else we got? How you doing, Sergio? I haven't seen you in a, a long time. Yeah. How's it been going? You seem like quite the promoter. 
Busy? Cool. How's it going, man? In high spirits? Are you in high spirits? Usually. Yeah, no, because my crowd work is really my biggest strength. You know, might as well get the practice in, though. You know. Uh, oh, is that the light? Oh, okay. All right, guys. I got to go. Thanks a lot. So I have not done mushrooms yet. It's on my list. But after that example, I may not try them. That was a little, <laughs> a little scary. <laughs> that was a little scary example there. Uh, let's see. Two, huh? Oh, I don't know if I could do it before work. Oh, really? Oh, great. I heard, I heard they don't taste good either. I want to, um, let me get two things. I, heard, I was told I need to be out in nature when I do them. That's what I've been saying. All right. Molly, my favorite drug, I have to admit. That I do love. <laughs> but I'm screwed for like 12 hours after. Like I'm, I'm such a lightweight. Whatever I do, it's, it hits me right away. I did one puff of pot in um, 4th of July, four hours. We were having the same conversation over and over because I would lose track at the same spot. So... Yes. Yeah. <laughs> hey, you should try that joke. There you go. <laughs> he said, you look like you're in high spirits. I'm like, how'd you know he smoked pot? It's the look, huh? It's the look. He judged the book by the cover. Oh, he did. Oh, I don't know. Oh, you are. Oh, that wasn't an act. You were not acting out. That was just real life. All right, you guys, please give it up for... The woman who makes it all happen at Mutiny Radio, Pam Benjamin. Don't, don't forget to donate. Thank you for hosting. I'm actually uh, there. It is. I'm putting it in the thing. It, it's very. It's like I'm. I'm reaching a singularity right now. So <laughs> what's happening is when I give myself money. That's weird. Uh, hey guys, exciting stuff. Uh, people been on planes lately? Anybody been flying on planes? Plane material? Everybody loved babies on a plane? Thinking about making a new movie called uh, Snakes and Babies on a Plane, where we put the baby and a snake in a cage at the front of the plane, we let them fight each other, and we get to all watch it on our little screen. <laughs> no one else hates babies on a plane? Everybody just loves screaming babies when they're flying. Woo! <laughs> so good. It really interrupts my pop brownie, you know? Like, I like to take a little weed and then chill out. But nay, as a child, being an asshole. Say drug the children. No? Give the babies Valium, Xanax, yes. Diazepam, anything in the Tupam family. Like, you give, Valium is the same for people and dogs and babies. <laughs> Just give them a little bit and they'll shut the fuck up. No one else hates babies. That's cool. You love babies. Yay. Children are assholes. Uh, they don't recognize, oh, the concept of money <laughs> or uh, that people are P 
people. I had to explain to some children today on the bus, their teacher was on the bus and they were like, that's our teacher from school. And I'm like, she's a person. Let's go to the other. We're going to the back of the bus. They're like, I know she's a person. And I'm like, okay, so don't engage her. She's done. She did her eight hours with you today. Give the woman a fucking break. That's why they're paying me. That's what I'm there for. I'm the nanny. Take these drugs. And I don't I'm a good nanny. I never give drugs to the children. Why would I waste my good drugs on children? <laughs> Fuck them. Give my drugs to babies. So that's your job, parents. You're the one that decide to have them. You give them the drugs. Benadryl, easy trick. Pro tip, give the baby Benadryl. It'll fall asleep. Why am I giving parenting tips on your new radio? None of these people have children. Do you anybody in this room have children? Thank God, because I was going to be like, I'm your nanny. Like, why are you here? You're not, that's weird. I'm not with your children. Are they, where are they? In the closet? It's not safe. It is. Can you childproof a closet? Yes. It's probably the easiest thing to childproof, actually, would be a closet. <laughs> Mommy dearest over here. No more wire hangers! Does it, is that a really, that's too old of a reference, isn't it? You got it. You got it. Oh, that's good. <laughs> I love the look on oh, babies' faces when you scare them. I'm a really good nanny. Here's the thing. If you're having sex on top of a baby, it is not pedophilia, all right? You're making eye contact with the baby. You're getting banged from behind. I'm having a good time. I'm making eye contact with the baby. I'm happy. Baby's happy. Like, and the thing with babies is they can only see like 15 inches in front of their face anyway, right? Just because the baby's first words are, uh, uh, doesn't make me a bad nanny. It makes me a bad nanny. I love babies. I get paid to touch baby dick. That's a thing. They're not circumcising their children's dicks now. I'm 100% for it. Circumcision, his choice, his decision. Why are we mutilating the junk of all of our babies? Why? For what possible reason? Now, I'm a Jew, so I get it. Like, we got a covenant with Yahweh, and we got that shit, and give the foreskin, and he can do whatever he wants. He can put them on his fingers like little olives. He can put them on his salad like a crispy calamari. You keep them in a skin box. I don't fucking care what God does with the foreskin, but why is everybody mutilating the baby dicks? If you put, it's like, oh, it's for cleanliness. Well, we were trying to, we were trying to keep their dicks clean. If you put an 18-month-old baby in six inches of water, he will play with his dick. It's fine. It's lazy American moms. They just don't want to get that Q-tip and swab for all that schmegma. I mean, come on. It's just a baby dick. Are we, oh, that crosses the line. She's too edgy. She's talking about baby dicks. Ah! I don't know. I just, circumcision. Cool. <laughs> what else can we talk about? <laughs> Jesus. No, I don't want to go into Jesus stuff. Honey, what was the other thing I was talking about? I talked about snakes and babies on a plane. Talked about babies on a plane. Talked about, I didn't talk about Burning Man here. I don't remember Burning Man. No, no, I didn't tonight. I was just mumbling. In the, oh, is that another cop car? My God, the highway patrol is outside in two different places. Like, I'm so nervous. I haven't done it. No one's drinking in here. What are you doing? I'm so scared. I am. Seriously, I'm not breaking any rules. Who's breaking the rules? Why are we breaking the rules? Stop doing that. 
Oh no, they're just eating across the street. <laughs> Who knew John Gutierrez? So popular with law enforcement. Uh, thank you so much, you guys, for listening to my jokes. Hey, Sergio, yay! American women don't like foreskin. But I have uh, my friend Lisa, she's an esthetician, and she is all foreskin. She is all foreskin. She called me and told me she was pregnant. Uh, unfortunately for her, I only have wire hangers. Um, but don't worry, she's keeping the baby this time. I asked her how she got pregnant, and she knew who the father was, and she said, well, it's a bit complicated. She was in a menage a trois, which is a little different than a three-way. A menage a trois is when you have two people of one gender having sex with someone of the opposite gender. A three-way is just three people together. Could be whatever. I've been in a ton of three-ways. Um, I'm not bragging, I'm just sharing. Um, in case any of you guys are thinking of asking me to join your party of two, um, here I do have a few rules. Um, one, I will only make one guest appearance. Uh, I'm like the Heather Locklear of, of three ways. I come in, turn up the ratings, and get out. <laughs> now, straight men are gentrifying gay culture. And I say this because some of my gayest friends are straight men. They wear skinny jeans. They only work out to impress the other men at the gym and brunch. I can't go to brunch without running into my straight male friends. Next, they're going to take over gay bars. And I say this because a lot of my straight male friends say, yo, let's go to gay bars so I can pick up chicks, bro. That's like a vegan going to a steakhouse for a salad. Gay bars are the gateway to gay town. They go there for Cindy, but they come home with Sergio. <laughs> but straight men have the worst pickup lines. Ladies, you think you have a bad molly? You should try being a gay man getting hit on by a straight man in a gay bar. I always get you, bro, just so you know I'm not gay, but if I were gay, I would totally have sex with you. And I'm like, bro, I am gay, and I would totally not have sex with you. I'm not going to be your guinea pig dick. Yeah, by the time you get to me, you got to be able to take it like a man. And that's it. <laughs> that's it. I forgot I needed to work on that. Did anyone else want to try anything? Want to do anything fun? Uh, Molly, you want to give it a shot? See? Want to share childhood stories? Capital, you want to try it again? All right, you guys, second time around. Let's give it up for Capital. I just want to tell Pam what we should do with the dicks. Um, so, Mansplain it to me, Capital. I don't. I don't think Tell we should circumcise people right away. I think there's a strategic way to do this. <laughs> I know. I, I, this wasn't even a joke at first. Actually, I think this is a really good idea. Um, so by like 50, 60, like I'm still, I'm young. I don't have this problem yet. But like 50, 60, yo dick ain't going to look as fresh as it used to. It's going to start looking wrinkly. It's going to start that smegma going to build up. It's going to be like when you've been smoking a bong for a long time. There's going to be some shit that you just can't wash off. That, see, that is where the circumcision comes in. You wait till later, it's just like a haircut. You got your dick looking nice and fresh again. <laughs> everybody, everybody can have a young looking dick. There is no barrier to this now. You can get, so you can, this is San Francisco, you can be whatever you want. And I love it. That's all I had. I didn't have any other humor, I just. <laughs>
You know who loves foreskin? White men love foreskin. Every guy that's ever been circumcised, they love foreskin. They think it's taffy. They just... I was in Mexico and they were doing foreskin shots. So basically the guy would stand, you pull the foreskin up, pour the shot, and then put the dick in the person's mouth. If you have an open wound, probably, but I think alcohol shouldn't sting, right? I mean, I don't know. I don't know. Oh, <laughs> clearly you've done this. <laughs> Someone wants a little side gig. <laughs> well, I'll tell you who to contact. <laughs> Ask, always, it's always for a friend. <laughs> but you know, although women do not like foreskin, you know what they make eye cream out of? Baby foreskin, because of the elasticity. They, they've used it for, um, yeah. What? Why do you think I look so young? <laughs> That's just from me, a foreskin, actually. No, no I'm actually, I'm not the biggest fan of foreskin myself. I don't care if you have a turtleneck, but when it's time to go out to war, I want you to fully salute. I want the head out and clear. I hate the anteater ones where they've just been stretched so much that even when they're hard, it's like just making, oh, so, no. This is my own personal struggle now. I'm just sharing. <laughs> and another little crazy thing. I don't like it when it doesn't match the skin. Total turnoff for me. Like, it needs to be the same flesh. Like, it should look like it belongs on the same person. I've seen something like, whoa, that's really shades darker or lighter than you are. Like, that's weird. Like, was it attached separately? It didn't come with purchase. You had to buy separately. Right, Fiat? <laughs> group sex. Group sex, yes. <laughs> Fiat's into group sex. <laughs> I think it's a group that gets together and has sex, right? Did I get that correctly? They're putting together a group to buy sex because sex workers are getting fucked. So there, capitalize on it. there you go. Capital. He brought you into it, too. <laughs> Capital wants to be on. Um, anyone else want to try anything else? Want to say anything else? You want to try it again? All right, you guys. Last time. Give it up for Fiat Chase. I just like... Why not, man? Like, I don't even know. I like to riff on stuff, and I don't, I've, I haven't dated, I haven't dated in 14 years, and I used to do a lot of speed, and like, what happened was, what had happened was, um, I went on a date, I've, I've been after this girl for like years and years and years, like we used to see each other at this, this dance event, I'm a clubber, right, and uh, this is in Santa Cruz, and then, um, so the first night, I'm like, dude, hey, I'm like, I know some like DJs from the city. They're coming into town. They're playing at the Blue Lagoon, right? And this was crazy because like the first, first night, second time we went out, I saw her. I was out with this other girl, Griselda, and then she walked by. She's like, hey, my boyfriend's gone, and that's why we weren't dating before. So like I go to her place, and she just like, she was so pro about it. Like she was a tweaker too, like I think. Like she pulled out this marble and cracked it up. So what had happened was I I had this experience talking about group sex where like so like the guys were DJing and uh, God I gotta make a joke out of this right okay I I do have a joke about, I have, do have a joke about it the guy that I think she hooked up with at the after party after we after I went did a bunch of fucking crystal did some more crystal went dancing and then I take her to this like super swank house like the dude was like a rocket scientist or something right she's like oh my ex like never got me into this right but I see her and she's like I know she's kind of a freak right and she's hot as fuck and I'm like I'm gonna test this out I'm like I'm gonna leave I'm gonna leave the party and see if she leaves with me like this is our second fucking date right this is not like I'm, I know how to date right and I'm like no you stay you stay and she's like are you sure and I'm like yeah yeah stay like I'm on E I'm like 
I'm leaving. She's staying, right? And then I fucking call her like three in the morning. Who fucking answers? A dude I know, right? With the biggest fucking dick I've ever seen. And you know why I'm saying this? And this is a true story, right? This is how I know this. He talked about it constantly. He had like super gnarly back surgery. He's this like snowboarder. And by the way, like our mutual friend was like, he's like, Gabe's trying to set you up. He said this to me one time, fucked up shit. Like he's trying to pull this woman all the time. And that's how I roll. Like second time out, I'm rolling out of the party. It's fucking the after party. You're going to stay. Then I'm calling at 3 a.m. and seeing who's answering the phone. So this dude with a biggest dick, I got a big dick too. He answers, <laughs> he answers a fucking phone, right? And I'm like, oh my God. And he was all weird about it. And then I did some work with him, some fucking like, whatever. He was like a builder. kind. He did a lot of shit. I was like working on this deck with him, right? And he's all like, he would talk about the dick. Like he had back surgery and he's all like, he's like, had this art show. And he's like, he's like, yeah. He's like, <laughs> he's like, the nurse. I mean, it's kind of funny. I would do the same shit. I talk about my dick a lot actually. And he's, he's like, he's like the nurse. He's like, when she came in, he's like, I lifted up the gown and showed her the goods. I'm going to show you how big this dick, this guy's dick is. This guy's dick. You see this mo you see this fucking microphone? It was this much longer. Just cold, chilling there. And I know this. He wanted to show me this. He's going after my girl. He's like, after I did the deck work, he's like, let's go to the sauna or whatever. And I'm like, all right. And I'm just like, I've heard about the dick. And I'm like sitting in the hot tub. And he's all like. I don't really don't fucking care about your fucking dick. Like, you know what I mean? Like, it's impressive. And that's all I got. Thanks. <laughs> well, after all that, I think you need to do a show in Fiat. <laughs> I mean, you're talking, you're, hey, it's the same showcase. How much time did we, what are we doing with time? Would you like to four, go minutes four minutes left, technically, yes. All right. Give it up for Toothpick. Uh, there's just only one name. There's no first name or last name. But uh, thank you for the corrections. Um, what do I talk about? Uh, just got married. Thank you. Got married with DUI. You know how that goes. Thanks to my wife. Finally get around shit. Beautiful thing. I love my wife. Well, she started, uh, I'm starting getting her nerve. She started talking about leave me alone. I need my privacy and stuff like that. I'm like, come oh, on, baby, I love you. So you leave me fucking alone. It's like, why? Because I got to go to work. So you're going to work? Let me roll with you. You guys got a nice gym. Free food all day. Fuck that. Well, she getting on my, uh, uh, I'm getting on her nerve because I go everywhere she goes. So that was a setup. Uh, I forgot about that. Um, uh, getting a DUI, though. Uh, the worst punishment that I got was not suspension of my license or going to the court or anything like that the worst part was i had to have a breast laser anybody had the breast laser in your car 
Nobody, nobody got a DUI over here. You guys are good. You guys are good. Man. Having the breathalyzer in the car, that shit is so annoying. Shit beeps every five minutes. And you really got to blow into it like you need to get paid. <laughs> I didn't even get paid for that shit, man. Crazy. That's when I know I was in the system. Uh, anyway, speaking of marriage, uh, I married to a uh, cat woman. Cat women. Yeah, and I hate the cats. Yeah, we got issues. Like, I don't know how many cats we got. Age and loss accounts. That's how many cats we got. Horrible. Cats fight every night. And I'm in that shit too. The motherfucker named Shimba. Oh, that motherfucker loves mama. Meowing shit. And he hates me. We got, we got a thing going on. We hate each other. And um, I don't know if you guys own the cat. No, you do. Them motherfucker look at you like you're crazy. Sometimes they do, don't they? Yeah. Uh, Shimba's are like that. Um, fucking Shimba. Um, so Shimba's not around by my baby. Uh, when I'm not around. Whenever she, uh, whenever motherfucker hear me speaking to her. She always come, step on the bed, jump on the bed, and start meowing this shit. He always interrupt the conversation. I can't even talk to my wife. And a motherfucker, three in the morning, always motherfucker lick my wife's face and I wake her up. He doesn't do it if I'm not in the bed, three in the morning. So he wakes up and uh, guess who get kicked out from the bed? Me. Yeah. Uh, he doesn't do anything. It's like this motherfucker. He look at he look at me like you piece of shit. And I'm like you fucking spaded ass, ballless motherfucker. You trying to have my <laughs> trying to have my wife? Good luck, motherfucker. <laughs> Cat and I, man. Shit. Anyway, I got the light. Give it up for Sergio. All right, you guys. That was Toothbrush. Yeah, I got it right this time. Excellent. That is it for the open mic. Uh, great meeting some new people. Hope you guys had fun. And I will see you next time. Bye. <laughs> Swimming through a sea of hard kiss. Are ye on a raft without a patter? 
will gather around me sea dogs and get aboard me pirate ship as we set sail for the seas of Mutiny Radio.fm. From there, you can captain your own pirate ship as you sail through over 44 different shows for all of your listening pleasures. They've got live comedy to small business advice, LGBTQ-friendly to sports, vinyl to gutter punk. MutinyRadio.fm has the best programming the Internet Ocean has to offer you. I bet my peg leg on it, or I ain't scurvy shit-faced McRat. <laughs> Asiento, take a seat at Asiento on 21st and Bryant. Meet friends for a drink, have delicious tapas and a relaxed community atmosphere. Asiento, honestly, is a wonderful place. They have incredible bartenders and board games all over the walls. Trivia on Mondays, Taco Tuesdays, First Wednesday, live jazz, live DJs Thursday, parties. The food is Darn good. Special happy hour prices all night long with your Mutiny Radio Comedy Festival ticket March 1st through 5th. Check out the schedule at www.asientosf.com. Come take a seat. I had a date there and it did not go well. But it wasn't the fault of the place. They're very nice. Asiento. For a burger, Mutiny Radio thinks you'll find the best burger in San Francisco at Counter Offer, located inside Bender's Bar and Grill. Counter Offer's menu aims to please your drunk face. Tater tots are served daily. On Tuesday nights, Counter Offer serves specials off the Taco Bell menu, only better. You can enjoy your favorite Taco Bell item without the guilt. Counter Offer uses only fresh ingredients and never store bought shit. Special ingredients are made from scratch daily, including beans, ketchup, mustard, habanero sauce, and ranch dressing. Counter Offer even serves vegan mac and cheese. All of this great food is served 2 p.m. to 10 p.m. daily and until 11 p.m. on Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday. Counter Offer is located inside Bender's Bar and Grill at 806 South Van S. Be sure to tell them Mutiny sent you. Counter Offer, baby. Everybody should listen to Mutiny Radio at mutinyradio.fm. It's a great place to listen to crazy things. Subliminal SF visual and auditory mind control brings you the best, coolest t-shirt and hoodie designs and mind-bending local bands and shows at venues all over San Francisco and the Bay Area. Subliminal SF is here to destroy your sense of normalcy and plant ideas in your skull to make you cooler and a more awesome person. Check out all the badass products at subliminalsf.myshopify.com. That's subliminalsf.myshopify.com. We are being funny and talking about doing some sound check.
la 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 there's no uh there that that one which one is it that's one great one awesome okay this is one uh if you could put the submixer back up please that would be amazing thank you so much melting metal and rock and roll the last friday of the month punk rock and schlock delivers super fun karaoke with alien come on what's not to like they even have counter offer inside frying up the tots with sexy hot burgers for your face open every day at 2 p.m their happy hour goes till 7 p.m benders is proud to be a sponsor of the mutiny radio comedy festival because they're an awesome community asset to the dirt bags who keep art alive in the mission Bender's Bar and Grill. Hi, welcome to My Limited View. I am your host, Sergio Novoa. And I'm your co-host, Vanessa Wilkins. Join us every Tuesday from 12 to 2 at mutinyradio.fm as we share stories, our personal stories. And struggles and challenges. And we'll also have guests come in and share their stories. And hopefully through all this, we can expand our view. Or your view. Yes, and there'll be plenty of dick jokes, so don't worry. It's not always going to be heavy. Yeah, I might even share black hair tips. Black hair tips, don't know anything about it, sorry. <laughs> All so, on my limited view. Yes, every Tuesday from 12 to 2. Uh, oh, you can if you can also find us on Apple Podcasts. Oh, yeah, and Google Play. And Stitcher. iTunes, oh, you already said T- that. Tune in radio. Uh, Stitcher, you said that. Spotify. Oh, my God, there's just so many. And Overcast. Um, yes, you can also find us on social media, M as in Mary, L as in Larry, P as in Peter, podcast, MOV podcast is our handle. Until next time, I hope you're enjoying your view. Yes. Bye. Bye. That kind of sucked balls. Good evening there, my friends here at MutinyRadio.fm. Chester Cashcock here, and giving you my love and regard as well as movies over there. And uh, I just wanted to let you guys know that any time I go swimming in my vault of rare coins and piles and piles of filthy cash, I can't help but listen to Pamtastic's Comedy Clubhouse every Friday from 8 to 10 p.m. I mean, if anyone who knows anything about comedy knows that Pamtastic's books the best of San Francisco and Beyond's Underground comics. It's a great showcase, and they have a fun time at Pamtastic's Deep in the Mission District, where you can laugh off your tushy for a mere $5 every Friday to 10 p.m. And I laugh because $5, I mean, that's what I use to wipe my tushy with. So to laugh it off for a mere $5 is indubitious. But if you can't make it to Mutiny Radio, well, don't even worry. Don't fret at all. You can simply download the podcast post-show and giggle in the comfort of anywhere. Like your Aspen summer home on the mountain ridge with the kayak feeling. So all you got to do is just go to podcastics.pcrcollective.org slash comedy clubhouse. Or you can listen live every Friday from 8 to 10 p.m. as your host Pam Benjamin brings you the best comedy from San Francisco and beyond the universe. And what's better than the universe? It's a cash cock, honey. <laughs> Billy Bob, you ever want to be funny? Well, my dogs think I'm funny, Daryl. Well, I mean, you ever want to be, like, in front of an audience? Like, other than, like, squirrels, dogs, and dead peasants? Oh, shit. From time to time, I've been giving it a thought or two. You know, if you go to Joke Workshop, 
there's more than two peoples paying attention to your jokes, and they ain't even gonna be jerks about it. Daryl, are you serious? I can get people to listen to my jokes? And they'll even say nice things to you before they tell you how to get improvements. No way. What is this dang nabbit thing called? It's Joke Workshop. Joke Workshop? Yep, every Monday, 6 to 8 p.m. on the Mutant Radius. So you're saying I could tell my jokes every Monday from 6 to 8? That's what I'm saying. It's the Joke Workshop Mondays, 6 to 8 p.m. at the Mutant Radius. Yahoo! Thank you.